Welcome in, welcome in. You are now in the cheap seats. <laughs> the bearded daddy. I got a guest on here today. Uh, he is, uh, I guess we could say internationally known. You know in many verses, many different places. JR, Breakthrough. He's got a new tag to him. Triple Diamond. In the building, baby. Wells. Oh, man. What's up, man? Appreciate you having yeah. me out here. You know what I'm saying? Got that podcast going, man. Proud of you, baby. Yeah, appreciate it. It's what it is. It's been a long time coming. Something I've been wanting to do for a while. But, I, you know, I tried it. And I, I tried to do it by myself. And I felt like uh, my personality wasn't able to come across on it. Because, you know, for me, I'm a conversationalist. I'm somebody who needs to talk to other people to basically to feed off of their energy energy yeah, right so um i felt like i needed to wait for the the right person to get down here and kind of get on it with me and who else but the man hey the, the, the internet sensation let's go baby so yeah um but you know just real quick we i just wanted to get a couple topics out of the way you know this is the first one i've kind of done with somebody so um i just wanted to get our feet wet you know yeah just kind of talk about a couple of things that's going on because this is a big sports weekend yeah um a lot of stuff going on a lot of the college football season is starting to ramp up or wind down however you want to look at it yeah to the last few weeks of it so a lot of the teams that uh they have situated right now for the playoff race or whatever is really going to start uh, figuring itself out because there's a lot of undefeated teams playing each other. Uh, once that starts getting going, then they'll start getting into the uh, what do you call it? The championship time for like their their um, I don't even know what it's playoff brackets or stuff no, like no, that. No, the um, conference championship. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. you know, so that kind of that that weighs heavy on who's going to be getting in there or whatever. A lot of times it's the uh, it's the SEC, Big Ten, stuff like that. Yeah, but, the big um, schools. So the big game this weekend is LSU-Alabama. Now, LSU was the number one team in the country as far as the AP poll was concerned. And Alabama, I think, was number two. was right behind them. Yeah. But now that this new playoff thing and playoff ranking system came out, they have Ohio State number one, LSU number two, Alabama three, and Penn State number four. I think Penn State's getting smacked right now, though. Did you see that? I haven't seen. I can pull them up real quick. Yeah. So for the the new uh, viewers or listeners per se that are out there that aren't aware of the new playoff um, situation or the polls and how they justify who's number one, you want to be able you want to kind of break that off for some of them, kind of educate them as they follow your. Right. Okay. So yeah. Um, so it used to be a BCS. Uh, bowl championship series thing that they used to have where they would put um, they would have like these major bowls like uh, Rose Bowl uh, the, the Fiesta, Fiesta Bowl, bowl. Sugar, uh, bowl. Sugar Bowl Sugar yeah. Bowl all these different ones that they kind of circled like they would make it the national championship game or whatever and so the teams that ranked in this BCS format would would basically play in these big bowl games and that's how they would basically determine the national champion. But now, they, a few years ago, they switched to the playoff system where they basically give four teams 
an opportunity to play in basically so the first round would be the semifinal and the winners moving on would play in the final but along with that they didn't take it so that it was the ap which is the associated press ranking into consideration what they did was they formed uh like some kind of task group to basically sit in a room for like two days and come up with their best ranking system as far as the way that they see the teams in the country as it lays out now they put ohio state at number one ohio state hadn't been number one in any of the polls all year but what they did was they took it so that you they were looking at the body of work that the team had regardless of strength of schedule so Mm -hmm. for lsu who probably should have been in number one because of their schedule, the teams that they beat, and the way that they've won decidedly, I guess, didn't really weigh up to the way Ohio State has been treating people. Because Ohio State has been disrespectful as shit. Like, it is crazy. Um, so, yeah, that's basically what they have now. It's a four-team race, and you just they start doing it at like week eight or week nine or something, however it goes. And then they just allow it to play out for the remaining four weeks to see how the uh, ranking system is going to come for the players that are going to, or for the teams that are going to be in the playoffs. So during this podcast, as, as it stands, you got LSU, number one, Alabama, number two, Ohio state. No, 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 no. That, that's the AP, the rankings. Yeah. The AP 25. Right. But that one, see now that they're at the, um, now that they're at the playoff rankings, Mm -hmm. those have no bearing. Those, the AP was basically for, Vegas, you know what I'm saying, so that they could figure out how they're going to make the lines as far as who's going to be the favorites and underdogs or whatever. But for for this playoff one, it's totally different. But it's going to get, it's going to situate itself out, you know, the, the, as they say, the cream rises to the top. So um, we'll find out about that. So anyway... The big game, LSU, Alabama. This is the biggest game of the year. It's the two juggernauts of college football right now. Like I said, they have Ohio State as number one. But Ohio State is in the Big Ten, which is a good conference. It's just not the SEC. You know right. what I'm saying? SEC is is the NFL when it comes to college football. Yeah. So um, you have the two best teams in the conference right now playing each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the game just started, as a matter of fact. Uh, are you able to see if there's a score or anything? Yeah, like I'll pull that up right now. Um, so, yeah, even besides whatever the score is right now, unless you turn it on, it's like 14 to nothing LSU. But I, I've already said that I think LSU is the best team in the country. They have the – their offense is ridiculous. Yeah, I've never I seen agree. an offense for LSU anyway. I mean, I've seen like uh, Florida have these kind of teams back when Spurrier was there mm-hmm. where you could just like put the ball up and you're putting up all kinds of points and stuff. And that usually doesn't happen in the SEC because SEC is known for really strong defenses and big-time running games. I mean, they have a few quarterbacks that come out of there. But for the most part, the guys who come out of there are skill guys who are, you know, and their linemen because they, they be having hogs down there. Right. But um, I don't know how much you've checked out for these guys like LSU and Alabama. But what you think? What, what do you think? Uh, you know, again, again, be? like you said, you Is know, the, the, 
Uh, no, uh, score we got right now, Penn State took the Elwood 26-31 in Minnesota. It was. And then, like you said, you know, the disrespect that's going on with uh, Ohio State, State yeah. beat the brakes off Maryland 73-14. And, and, and as a matter of fact, they lost their, um, shit, the number one guy in the draft, the, the I mean, the best skill player, non-quarterback guy. Even though he's going to be rated higher than the quarterbacks, but you know when it comes down to the NFL draft, they're going to try to take the quarterbacks first before anybody right. else. But no, Ohio State's um, DN—I can't remember the kid's name. He's a beast, but apparently he got like a loan or something from um, a family friend or something. I guess he paid it back, but uh, that shit is a no-no when it comes to the NCAA. They don't—they don't, they don't play like, with they, that. They don't yeah, play that shit at all. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, he's going to miss, they said, at least these next two games and possibly four games. And they're still doing this to teams? That's ridiculous. 73-14, that's pretty scary. That's the score? That's game over, 73-14. That's a fight. <laughs> We're posting up, bro. 73-14. Uh, to I mean, you're talking about Maryland. I mean. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, and so, so, I mean, but then you think of it, you know. With the the type of caliber athletes that Ohio State has and and the the type of game that they're playing, you could just run the ball, zone read or anything, and it could break for you know a touchdown. So it's kind of hard to look at the score and and justify it as you just beat the brakes off and then we got to see each other. It's basically it's basically hey, I got some wiggle room. What am I supposed to do? Slide, I mean, a knee. No, I'm going to the crib. You're you're talking about my varsity team against your JV team, and that's the only team that you got coming to this game is your JV team. It's unfortunate. No, and then, and, and then the sad part <laughs> is, okay, so now it's fifty to fourteen, right? And so now we put in the subs. The subs are still varsity Scoring. over the JV, exactly. And they're gonna want to get their love. Like, oh, hold on, bro, this is the first time I'm gonna get the again. Field. I gotta Give get it. Something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we also got Baylor 29-23 against TCU. And oh, o- did they win? No, it's overtime right now. So that, that's a dog fight. Too, but if they lose, I mean, really, them going overtime with TCU takes them out of the, the picture. It's sad you, you're going to be undefeated, but at the end of the season, they're not going to give Baylor no love. Right, because you're struggling it's gonna like be, that. It's going to come down to the undefeated out of Big Ten and SEC, and then it's going to be the uh, at-large guys, so the best one-loss team before they give it to Baylor. Right. Um, so, you know, going back to the LSU-Alabama, you know that, I mean, I think you hit it on the head, you know, as dominant as LSU is. I mean, they are a freaking powerhouse all the way around. I mean, all three aspects of the game Mm -hmm. offense defense and their special teams you know you cannot take away from the special teams and what they're doing in the electricity that their kick returners have even their punt returners Mm -hmm. you know they're electrifying so you know it really just comes down to the matchup you know my guys against your guys you know when we line up against man are we going to be able to stop you i mean you think about lsu and the grounded pound punch you in your mouth are you going to be able to stand and deliver uh lsu actually lsu's a spread yeah they they let the ball fly now that's the thing about it is like they've never really been known to be that kind of team but the thing that i think separates them is number one two was their quarterback's health. Alabama, like he's yeah. Got, yeah, he's got the issue with the ankle. Yeah. And then 
on top of that, their defense, even though it's a good defense, it's not your typical Alabama defense. Yeah. It has been just completely dominant over everybody all year. And Alabama hasn't had that tough of a schedule yet. Their difficult games are now, really, LSU. Ranked and, teams. Uh, let me see, because I don't know if they have Georgia or not. I think the only way they might have to play Georgia is if they get to the SEC title game. But, yeah, it's it, it's going to come down to can Alabama stop their offense? And then when they get on offense, can their backup handle business? I, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking two is going to play because, I mean, this. You know, what I'm saying? you got and, and he is, yeah, he is, he he's two he's for tough. three right now, twenty nine oh, yards. Okay, yeah, yeah, it's it's third and goal at the LSU eight yard line. Still nothing. Still blank, blank. Still blank, blank. Okay. But they did move the ball down the field, you know, effectively. So, you know, again, to um, I mean, this is it's a it's a heavyweight fight. You know, who can take the biggest punch and get back up? That, I think that's really what it's going to come down to. Um, I don't really foresee this game as like a blowout in any any way, fashion. That's funny because I do. I think I think LSU is going to beat them. I put on uh, I put on my buddy's page that it was going to be like 33-32 or something, but the more that I think about it, and just like I said, Tua's health. The defense not being as good. I think they might win by about 10 points, you know, 30, 20, something like that. So, I'm, I, I would – my prediction score, you know, is is somewhere in the reference of 27-24, you know, down to a field goal. You know, I think – I think 27-24 who? Uh, LSU. Which I've, is crazy. So, let, let, let's get a disclaimer real quick. Alabama, our dad – is from Alabama, so, and that's his team. So. <laughs> and and the way I, I'm looking at you know the the gameplay so far with Alabama, you know running down the field looks like they turned over the ball. So now it's first and ten at LSU. LSU's ball. LSU so they ball. they didn't kick the field goal. They went for it. Oh. Um, what what I what I'm noticing again, you know, like you're saying with regards to to his health. You know, they're not going to want him to take a lot of dropbacks. You know, they're not going to want him to put the ball in the air. And it's going to come down to possession. You know, how much time or how much clock can I eat up right. and get out of this game with a W the off of the field? And right now, you know, with their back against the wall, this is um, second and one at the 17. You know, I mean, that's a nine-yard dig on the first play. You know, when your back is against the wall again, you know LSU can move the ball. They're not they're not brand new to this, you know, and and obviously they're powerhouse ranked teams. I think if uh, if Alabama can milk a lot of the clock and stay in the fight, this right here off the top, you know, with them getting the ball, you know, in the first half and uh, getting down to the to the red zone and not putting up mm -hmm. any points. I think is the difference in the 27-24 call that I just called that that those three points could have been a make or break, right. and we'll see how that ties out. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, we've spent enough time talking about that. You know, we're um, we are Seattle fans, so anything that has to do go with Hawks. our city, go Hawks, baby. So anything that has to do with our city, we're all about. Well, um, the, the three of the last four years, 
our soccer team mm. has been in the finals. And three of the last four years, we've played Toronto. This is the rubber match. We won the first one. Toronto won the second one. And now we're playing tomorrow. Uh, big, 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 big game. Huge. Yeah. It's huge for Seattle. Seattle, yeah. It's huge. And because for the longest time, we were kind of the laughing stock of sports. So, you know, we had the Sonics who got who, who went away. We had the we have the Mariners who nearly if it wasn't for Ken Griffey Jr., we wouldn't even have the Mariners because yeah. with with the lack of success, it was a team that was gonna get sold. They were gonna relocate because they couldn't do anything here. When you can't do nothing, then uh fan the participation fan base. Mm-hmm. goes away, you know. It's not that, and see, this is where people get it confused where they call people bandwagon fans and stuff, is because when you have a team that sucks, no, I'm not paying $50, $100, $150 For to go ticket. to no damn game. No, right. I can watch the shit at the crib. Where I'm in the comfort of my own, I can go piss shit, whatever do I got to do. Without a line, I can go to the kitchen, get me something to eat. I don't have to worry about the weather, none of that. I'll just watch it at the house. Right. So then when a team does well, and then now the people who've been sitting at home watching, cheering for their team, or attempting to cheer for a team, is now excited because, oh, we're relevant. So yeah, of course I'm going to go watch it live. Of course I'm going to flaunt my gear everywhere. You're going to see me because my team is successful now. Right. So for Seattle, this is big because, you know, it really kicked off with, the Seahawks. Ever since Pete Carroll's come and won the, and went to Super Bowl and won or whatever, and it seems like the other teams have become a little bit more successful, other than the Mariners. Yeah. So we got the Storm, who've won two or three championships, I believe, within the last five years. As a matter of fact, five or ten years. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, the Seahawks got theirs, then lost the second one, going back to back. Sounders. This is possibly their second in four years. This will be great. The only problem is it's going to put a lot of pressure on the Mariners. Right. Because the Mariners, little little fact here, they're the only team to never go to the World Series. Yeah. How unfortunate. Major and, and it looked like we were going to do that last year. Yeah, last and, year and it's been it's been it's been a few times. Yeah, oh, you talking about the first like month or so? I know, and was, as special as that, but that was a special was piece that, that you know that you would find good. a lot of people who wanted to come out and support because you know, like you're just saying, you know, when you're in the city and your team is not doing well, it's hard for you to want to root for them and support not, them. Well, not so much that it's really paying to those, do those to, things. to support so, it. Yeah. Man. So no, I'm not going to buy the $200 Jersey. jersey. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not going to pay 150 bucks to go to the game. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. Why? So I can go. I'm, you might as well take the $150 and throw it in the sewer or something. Right. I know I'm going to the game and we're going to take a L. Yeah. I don't want that. That's unfortunate. And coaching football this year. It's, it's, uh, oh, it was a pretty, <laughs> pretty ugly deal. And just a real quick uh, recap: it's already seven zero LSU. Okay, see. And uh, some of the stats we got going on: um, Burrow was three for three, seventy four yards, oh 
Edward had uh, two rushes, 11 yards, uh, 5.5 averaging. Uh, and then Burrow, obviously, you know he's a, a, a mobile quarterback. He got his one yard, I mean, his uh, seven yards off his one rush. Uh, so they're, they're already doing some things. Chase got two catches, 56 yards. He's the one who scored the touchdown. And Jefferson has his one reception, 18 yards. So sky's the limits, man. Sky's the limits for LSU. They're they're really out there uh, wanting to set a standard. And, and with the game that's on the line, you know, the nationally televised, obviously, two great teams, this is something that you really want to put your foot on their throat and say, hey, we're, we're the champs here, and we're going to treat you like such. Yeah, or, you know, really just to be like we're the new bullies on the block yeah we understand that you guys have had your reign or whatever but now now that you got a team that could put up points like that yeah against its own kind like you know alabama and them they're usually blowing people out because the team that they're facing is not equivalent to yeah them, you know, jv's so right it's jv teams um, but lsu and the sec that's every team is is a varsity squad where you're like, damn, at any moment you could get punched in the mouth and get caught with one of those Lewis hits or what they call Mike Tyson hit and, and one or one will drop you. Nine. So, so, um, so I know we want to talk about these Seahawks. Yeah, but you you, you get me going other ways. Sorry, I had to share the, the update. So, all right, here, but I just need you to give me a, a prediction for the Sounders game because – Oh, oh man! It's at the crib. It's up here at, at uh, Century Link. I'm going two nothing. Whoa! My Sounders. Two nothing. Now, <laughs> Toronto. Toronto's doing good for you know. Well, of course they are. Look where they're at. Yeah, they were the fourth C coming in. That's the reason we're playing at home because uh, they played Atlanta to go to the finals. If Atlanta would have won, we would have been playing in Atlanta. So the good thing is Toronto won. They come into the crib. 70,000 mm. sold out. Seattle. I, listen. 2 nothing. I'm going to go. Or you th- you're thinking like a, a USA women's soccer score? No. Okay, I was about to say, come no, on, no, Chief. No, we got to give Toronto just a little more clout than that. Yeah, <laughs> Especially you just got to talk about the rubber band match. No, honestly, I think it's going to be um, I think it's gonna be 3-2 Seattle. Okay. Yeah, because... I think Toronto's going to get on the board. Who who you think is getting on the board first? Now, just mind you, you just said sold out seventy grand in Seattle. You know what kind of fans is in Seattle, yeah, we, we and you know what's up with the Sounder fans and boys is and ladies and gentlemen is crazy. I and what happens with the Seahawks when people come out here to the stadium and it's so loud and obnoxious? Mm-hmm. It's it's like Good fifty fifty x when you talk about the Sounders. You know, and Toronto coming out here, it's there is a huge disadvantage. For, and us coming to this point, what was the last game we just had? How did that game turn out? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they got busy. So then think about the, the, the motivation they got. I mean, they have a lot to lose here, but they have but so they, much but, to gain winning this particular game. But Seattle, though, got busy on the best team potentially ever in MLS history. Agree. So... I think I think they're gonna score first, and I think I think it's gonna be a back and forth, and then Seattle will probably put it away late, probably eighty something minute or something like that. It'll be two two up to the eightieth minute. But the I'm just thinking about it, man. A championship game at home. Yeah, that's why I'm could giving. Could you imagine like if zero. Seattle was to play the Super Bowl 
at, at CenturyLink. I feel sorry for whatever team that would be. Bruh, no, they're going to put up new bleachers outside, <laughs> outside the stadium. It's going to be like 90,000 people. That should be wild. But, okay, so Six, you man. got 2-0. I got 3-2. Okay. We'll check that out. We'll write that down see what happens. Yeah, come back to the podcast. Yeah. That's where you'll find it. And if we're wrong, come back anyway. Don't yeah. worry about it. You could try to even rub it, rub my nose in like, ah, you thought you had it. But I think I'm pretty, I think I'm pretty spot on. Mm-hmm. Um, so now the big topic, the big topic is my fave. Yeah, man. Monday night football. Go Hawks. Seattle Seahawks. Mm-hmm. We're seven and two. Going down to Santa Clara to get at them. Hated. Undefeated. Hated. Mm. Whiners. I mean. No, no, no. Come on, man. Give it to them. Forty whiners. Oh, there's forty of them whining Listen, about this L they come in, that we coming to bring to them. Now I'm not about to sit up here and be completely disrespectful. Facts. Because, I mean, Guapolo, Guapolo, Mr. G himself, and you know, I, I still got to give respect to the man, Mr. Sherm. You know, hey, man, l- listen, fuck that. L- I feel listen. In in all respect, you know, and and I'm not gonna see here as as biased because I'm a all all the way in 12 man 12 fan, you know, go Hawks all day long, go Hawks. But I'm gonna say it like this: the Niners are playing some really good football, man. They're playing some really good football. Now, granted, what are the teams that they were beating up on? You know, look what happened when they played the Cardinals. Well, well here, here's the thing, though. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, when they division the game. But I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you the the devil's advocate. I'm gonna be the devil's advocate and show you the other side. Is they played NFL teams. That's true. I mean, that's that's about as far as I can go. I mean, the best teams that they played have been Pittsburgh and and uh, the Rams. I feel that, but then when you say they're NFL teams. How disrespectful is it when you're looking at fantasy and they say you're playing the Miami Dolphins? Start everybody, mm-hmm. just start the whole team. It's an NFL team, true. So yeah, but that team is just a little less than an NFL. Team. That's <laughs> just like, they're like I don't know. I gotta give it up to my guy Fitzpatrick, man. His beard. Shout out to Bearded Daddy yeah, yeah. and the podcast. Yeah, Definitely come it. back. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, Niners. This is a big game, man. Number one, division rival. And when you have divisional games, they tend to be a little bit different than people anticipate just because of the simple fact these teams know each other. Yeah. You know, even though the team may have changed up a little bit or whatever, for the most part, you know the team that you're playing. Yeah. And so it's a little bit it's a little bit easier to get up for the game because you know what you're walking into. Um on the same side of the coin, you know, again, not being biased, our secondary struggling, you know, and and if I if I when I look at it, I'm seeing us getting hit in the middle of the field quite often, and you have Baby G doing his thing, you know what I'm saying, and then you also have to think about the backfield. Just a, just a little side note though, Jimmy G or whatever his name is, he. Um He's turned the ball over at least one time in every game except for one. Mm-hmm. So just to just to give you some of that, give you, give you a little bit of that before you start trying to praise him about being able to go across the middle. The problem we're having right now is our defensive line. 
the the secondary is not that bad. Now on the other side, Shaq Griffin, the safeties are doing all right, but Trey on the other side, he's getting picked on. You know, yeah. just like any, even when Sherman was here. When Sherman was here, he played at left side. Whoever's on the right side is going to get the business. You're yeah. going to get all of the balls because that's where they throw. Yeah, they're not going to throw the Sherman side, especially because these quarterbacks, when you're right-handed. That's where you're throwing. You're not throwing a cross body. Right. Yeah, unless you're rolling out. So we, as the Seahawks, need defensive line pressure to help the secondary. Because if the quarterback's able to just kind of sit back there and and set up camp, yeah, of course. the the Seven seconds to throw the ball. I mean, the ball should have been gone. No DB can stay with a receiver like that. Because now they're just running around flailing their arms, trying to juke you to get anywhere you don't know. You accidentally grab them or something. Holding. holding yeah. Free so, free yards. Free yards. And then, yeah, and, and, and you're right, you know, because as a defensive back, it's like, you know, I know after you break five yards, the hitch is done. You know, the five-yard out is done. You know, those routes are done. Then I have to start thinking, okay, now we're in the seven to 12 yards. We're looking at curls, comebacks, you know, things like that. So, you know, again, if you're sitting in the pocket and, and there's seven, eight seconds, I mean, shit, you can run a curl post backside whip route back to a underneath drag route. Like, you just ran eight routes sorry, out of our ten yeah, routes. Sorry, guys. He, he likes to get carried away a little bit. That almost sounded like... Uh, Combo, combo breaker. With everything, the entire route tree is getting hit on one play. Um, yeah, but this is kind of it's kind of a um, it's a statement game for both teams. Both teams are trying to prove something right here. Seattle's trying to prove that their seven to two record ain't a fluke because they've played some bad teams and looked bad. But they look bad winning. Mm-hmm. We play bad games against good teams mm-hmm. and barely lost. The teams that we lose lost to are both top playoff contending teams. The mm-hmm. Ravens and the Saints. And the Saints, yeah. Now, obviously, the Saints were missing Drew Brees. But Teddy Bridgewater still did his thing. And a Camara, I mean, they have a solid all-around squad. Yes, they do. Mike Thomas. Oh, shit. And then you you yeah, talk yeah, about New Orleans was a pound for pound team. I think they might be the best team in the league right yeah, now. Yeah, that's a good call. They're I mean, solid. What they lost one game. Yeah. Yeah. So. And that's with Drew Brees down, and he's coming back. But here's and, my thing, though. So Seattle is, they are monsters when it comes to primetime games, mm-hmm. whether it be a Sunday night game, Monday night game, Thursday night game. Those games, I think, since. Pete Carroll's been here. Don't quote me on this, but I know I'm in the ballpark when I say they're like 19 and two, mm. 19 and one, something like that, maybe over the last 20 or so. So their record is is phenomenal when it comes to that. And don't forget, my guy Russell's playing some beautiful football. Bro, he's playing out of his mind, bro. I don't know if this dude sold his soul to the devil. Something is happening, and that man got put on with Sierra's goodies, and he is yeah. turning up. Yeah. He got swag. He's letting that so glow. If you yeah, see this curl. Chill, chill with swag. Chill with swag. He's got some goofy swag. <laughs> hey, but it is swagged it up, is, let me tell you. It is swagged up a little bit. Thank you to Sierra for getting my man out of the damn church scene. No disrespect. Yeah. Into some real gear. Yeah. 
Um, so how how do you feel about the Josh Gordon pickup? Uh, it's 10-0 LSU. Ew. Um, you know that's a. I'm so glad you shared that because I really believe that was something that we needed an extra an extra dominant receiver. Nothing against more. You know, but but with with baby pacifier, uh, destruction, baby um, Megatron. Megatron that has the Dion Neon Sanders cross coming out of his ear. No, that was uh, uh, that was the linebacker, uh, defensive player, knock your head off his shoulder. Um, I want to say Singletary. Um, oh no, uh, Lawrence Taylor. Lawrence Taylor with the with the cross dangly earring, just getting busy, and then you see your boy T Lockett is just out of his damn mind. Which you know, which is cool because now he can stay in that slot and do what he does best. And then you have two dominant receivers that it's. I don't know anybody who really wants to come impress that kind of guy. And then we're talking again, you know, about being in the pocket. You have a a, a mobile Russell Wilson that has these dominant freaking freight train receivers that can go down the field and moss people. Yeah, that's the thing about it is. And that's the thing that Pete Carroll has always craved. A big, big receiver where I know I can do the home run balls. There's nothing like getting a chunk play to be like, okay, yeah, we've dink and dunked you a little bit. We've ran the ball. We've gotten five here, four there. We've passed the ball. We've gotten six here, nine there. Okay, now let's play action real quick and go for 50. Yeah. And if you got two receivers who are 6'3", 220 pounds plus. Pick your poison. Yeah. You're going to die anyhow. It's, it's, <laughs> the ball's going up there and somebody's going to come down with it. And I, don't, I'm, I doubt it's going to be a 5'10 corner. Yeah. So, you know, it's a good And then you also have to uh, tighten your chin strap when you got your boy uh, Carson coming down the hill, punch you in the mouth. Yeah, because he's looking to make contact. And you know what? It was really, I mean, it's just a side note because we were talking about the Ravens for a second, uh, which is a really, really strong team. You've seen what they did to the Patriots. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I made, I swear to you, I made the post, and we're talking social media. Um, I made the post. I was like, man, I want to see the combination between Carson and, and Earl Thomas, because I'm, I'm always love, you know, with my guy E.T. phone home. He knocked a lot of people out. I think that's what happened with uh, Gronk, you know, and him really tapping out for the remainder of the year. It's not like he might want to come back, actually, or something. That's probably dust to the yeah, birds. No, they've kind of left the door open for that. Yeah, but, um, but as soon as I made that post, you know what happened? We're talking TKO, Carson right up the middle, mm-hmm. one-on-one with one-on-one E.T., with and, and E.T. had to turn around yeah, to the side. To, to, yeah, he, he didn't want that one-two, no, boom-boom. I, I don't want the heads up. Like, I can give you the body. I don't want the heads up. So, to, to get back to the topic in reference to this Niner game, forty um, and, and my Seahawks, um, you know, it's, it's going to be a battle. Mm-hmm. I wish it would have been a battle in Seattle. But, um, we got, well, the good thing about that is, they come back. I don't. Is it the last game? I think it might be the last game of the season. It's 49ers. And the thing about it is that might be just depending because the Seahawks have the the most difficult schedule for the remainder of the year. So you think about it with what are we now? 72. So mm-hmm. we have the Seahawks. We play the Eagles, we play the Vikings, mm-hmm. the Rams, mm-hmm. the Panthers, the Cardinals, and then the Seahawks. I mean, the, the, the Niners. So two games against the Niners, Eagles, Rams, Vikings, 
those are all those are all teams that are potentially oh and Carolina right and Carolina and all they're playing teams, good football yeah they are now that Newton is down and out and they, yeah they, they put him on IR yeah they're like forget it we're not even gonna worry about it and that also helped them so that they don't have to make the change of yeah can i give him his job back because he 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 wasn't the good fit for that team per se yeah it's tough to say that man it's tough to listen to that because this guy has been a just an animal this dude has been he he was the mvp three years ago he but when you think about it, it's not really about him because look at their quarterback now giving, like he says, I'm going to do whatever the coach and I'm going to do whatever the coach says. I'm going to give the ball to whoever he wants me to do. I'm going to call I'm going to go through my reads and my progression. That's not what Cam Newton was about. Cam Newton was, uh, he was about him and making his plays, whatever his plays was. I mean, look at his persona, nothing against it, but he's flashy. You got your ass whooped, but now you're in a press box, you know, just you know whatever it is but not not this kid this kid does not he does not care he's giving it to his beast you know McCaffrey just a monster and feeding the players that need to be fed which is everybody spreading the ball equally and making little plays and getting victories whether it's a big one or a small one either way they're getting it yeah because I think their defense is still pretty good you know any defense is going to be okay when you're not on the field all damn day well, yeah, but here's the thing is is with those kinds of teams where you're able, where you have a dominant running game. Milk in the clock. A good defense. Now, you just need your quarterback to not fuck it up. Yeah, don't just, turn over the ball and make a couple over. of third down, third and six plays. Right. Give and us, then let us get, get us back to running field, the ball. Run the ball. Let us get back down the field. We just need to put points on the board. Maybe even a field goal. Let our defense do their job again. And then get you back on the and field. And get you back on the field. Yeah. So, yeah. So, the, the schedule is going to get a lot tougher for yeah. the Seahawks. And we're going to have to get a few of these games so that we can make the playoffs. And that sounds crazy because they're 7-2. Seven 7-2, seven right. But Wild card right that now. shit could switch immediately. You lose four of these next... What is it? Seven games? Seven games left. So you lose four of those. You're at nine and six. Or what is that? Four to seven? That, so that's the ten and six. about the same record ten. that took us to the playoffs last time, right? What? That, that kind of record. And we won the, this. But, th- but this year is a little bit more difficult. Yeah. Where the teams are already at six wins halfway through the season. Right. So you're looking at teams who are looking to get for a wild card 11 wins. 11 wins is going to get you in a wild card. 10 games might get you. And the thing is, the teams that we're playing, if we lose to these teams, they automatically have the tiebreaker. Right. So if we mm-hmm. win 10, they win 10, we're asked out because, because we, we lost. lost to them. Yeah. Right. So, um, like I said, man, it's a huge, 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 huge game. It's one that. It definitely is going to go down in the books, for sure. I think this is a... Uh, I'm not, you know, and usually with games like this, sometimes I get nervous. I'm not really nervous about this game. It's more like um, excited to see where our team really stacks up against this other team. Yeah, that's good. Because we need to, we got to put our stamp back on this division. 
this was our division for like four or five years in a straight. Mm-hmm. You know, then all of a sudden teams started getting better. They the Rams, in, right? Rams came in, just chopping shit down. Like, yeah. excuse us, yeah, we're coming through, Mister Donald. Yeah, that dude's a freak. And their coach, McVay. That dude is a beast. Genius. That yeah. But the problem is, I think that they 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 over they overdid it the first time. So they they had this team that they put together. They spent a lot of money putting those teams together, and they didn't actually. They got to the Super Bowl. They just couldn't finish. So now it's about they had to cut all these other guys to try to restock and re put themselves together. But I think it's too late. They might have messed up. Even with Jalen Ramsey now playing some really good football yeah, for but, their defense. But the thing about the thing that really made that team go was Todd Gurley. Mm. And now that Todd Gurley is a kind of a shell of himself just due to the fact of the knee issues. Yeah, unhealthy. They can't play him the way that they want to. Workhorse. Yeah, he's yeah, now he's now he's a, a domesticated horse. Yeah. Right <laughs> around the backyard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So um yeah, we gotta get it done. So let me get a let me get a prediction from you on this. Hold on, let me uh where's my pen? Scoreboard? Uh, yeah. Oh, you had 2-0 for the Sounders. 27-23. 27-23. For or 27-24, I'm sorry. Oh, yes. Right. And, uh, and I had 30-20. And 3-2. Okay, now Seahawks. And uh, just a heads up, it's 10-7. Okay. Alabama just scored. So what you got? It looks like it was a defensive touchdown. Well, that's crazy. Uh, trying to get the details right now. But um, the score for my Seahawks. And also, while you're at it, give me, a, um, give me an X factor. Give me something. Someone that's going to show someone, out. Someone, yeah, that's going to, like, that's going to. Be the turning point for the game. Who's gonna be the one who comes up with the makes or breaks? A big turnover or a big game like two sacks or something because shit, two sacks is a big game for the for the Seahawks this year because their total is like in the dumpster. And how crazy is saying that with the two probably one of the two most dominant defensive ends coming off the edge well Ziggy Ansa he hasn't really been showing and he's yeah he's been he's been injury prone and it seems like the injuries are starting to take their toll on his entire body of work because yeah he just can't do the things that he used to do when he was in Detroit yeah now Clowney Clowney is playing his ass off the problem is he just can't get the sacks. He's right there. Yeah, every time. Just to almost get Scraping a touch. It, yeah. Or he's getting double teamed. And the problem is you have to have the other guys help you. So I'm getting double teamed. Bruh, that leaves all of you guys one-on-one. Do something. Yeah. Like, we just got Jaren Reed back two weeks ago. He looks like he's working himself back into, like, game shape and being able to be the dominant person he is. Because last year he had ten and a half sacks. This year, obviously, he got suspended for some uh, issues off the field, but um, we need him to come back and be the person that he was last year. With him and 
climbing on the same side, that's going to be an issue. I think especially as the year goes on because this team right now is kind of toward the bottom of the middle of the pack. So, you know, maybe 23rd or something like mm -hmm. that total defense. I think as they go along and guys start to get a little bit more um, comfortable with the system, I want to say, like it's it, – it, I don't know how much more comfortable they can get because it's, it's a base defense. It's not right. like there's a whole bunch of exotic blitzes and stuff like stunts that. Stunts or twists right, or things right. like that. Well, they have well, a few. No, yeah, the stunts actually go on because those are the defensive line guys. Yeah. But as far as the guys behind that – they're not doing anything that nobody has not seen, seen before. For, they yeah. know what they're going to get out of the Seahawks. And that's usually why you see these quarterbacks with all these astronomical numbers. Oh, 440 yards passing and three touchdowns or two touchdowns. Really, it's like two touchdowns because they give up a lot of yards. Not a lot of points. Yak yards. So much because I know a lot of our points have been on bad stuff like interceptions to the crib or that's one time or, or a fumble fumbles to the crib and stuff and that's kind of a scary thing I, I gotta get my guy carson to stop dropping that damn ball yeah he started doing well the last few weeks but then he had the one last week just because i think he was more of like ready to get in the zone it was, was right there he kind of on his way and then he didn't know buddy was coming up behind him to get the strip so for any of you athletes out there finish the damn play <laughs> finish the play I'll tell you right now Alright, so So I'm gonna say um I'ma say twenty seven seventeen. Wow. Seahawks? Yep. I think my kicker's gonna trick one off again. <laughs> uh so yeah, mine is a little close to that. Mine I'm going thirty two Ooh. Thirty two twenty three Seahawks. Okay. That's a that's a lot of that's a lot of scoring. Well yeah, I think I, I think the Seahawks are going to expose them. It's going to be a lot of because that defensive line over there is real. I'm not even. Oh, the Niners. Bosa, oh my, but Jesus. Uh, DeForest Buckner. They got some. They got some grown men over there. They sure the do. The thing about it is, you just have to wear them down. You got to wear them down. And run we got the, the running ball, running back for it. Yeah, run the ball. Plural. And. You know, once you start getting them to start feeling themselves a little bit, run screens against that kind of defense. But I think it's going to be the deep balls. I think, I think Josh Gordon. You think he's going to get in and get busy? You think you think Russell's going to do what what Tom Brady did to every one of his receivers that came in, whether it was Antonio Brown or um, Sanu, oh, right, off, right the off the rib. Let me just, just show you some love. Yeah, yeah see what you're about. Yeah, because I think that's really uh, – the, the thing about it, it's only the first game. So, it's not like Josh Gordon's going to feel it some kind of way like, oh, man, you guys didn't even try to get me the ball or whatever. I think Russell's probably going to throw to him like maybe four Three or four times, times. uh-huh. Yeah, and he's probably going to have around 50 yards because I'm sure they're going to be deeper plays, plays that you're going for first downs and stuff mm -hmm. with. But um, I think I think somebody's going to have a game besides the big guy. I think this is going to be another big game for tight end Jacob Hollister, mm -hmm. Jacob Hollister, or maybe even uh, Moore. Is it DJ Moore? Yeah, DJ Moore. Yeah. Mm -hmm. DJ Moore. I think he, it could be him because it'll because everybody's going to be guarding the big guys. Yeah. yeah, you got four receivers out there. So, do you think they're going to play a lot of man? Are you going to want to? You think oh. they're going to San Fran? You no, going to sit no, in the zone? Run, they run basically the same defense as uh, Seattle runs. Mm -hmm. 
They just took the same model and applied it down there, and that's why. That's why Sherm fits well. Yeah, because he knew, oh, I can go over here, fit right into the scheme. Where I'm playing this area, and just let somebody kind of you can have these little four or five yard hitch routes, but try to go deep on me. Not happening. Not like a Byron Maxwell going to the Dolphins' different scheme and getting roasted. Right, and being like, oh shit, maybe I should go back to the Seahawks where I was doing good. Yeah, it's the scheme. Yeah, it's the exactly. Yeah. So. Cool. So yeah, that little recap. I got LSU winning this game, and basically they're going to, you know, once they win this game, they have the yellow brick road to the national championship. Yeah. It's going to be them, but I guess I can't really say it because they got to play Georgia in in the SEC title game, which would be a really good game. But at the same time, I think LSU is the better team. So just stating the obvious, I think that the better team will win which would be LSU, then they would have to play whoever the number four team is because if they beat, if and when they beat Alabama, they're going to go up next week in the polls to number one, even though Ohio State destroyed Maryland 73-14. Yeah. Yeah, they might not drop out of there. Maybe the maybe the committee's still like, see? See what we told you? Even with their best player, the best player in the country, they still destroyed them. Yeah. Yeah, but you played a team that really isn't going to do anything against you anyway. You could have played your third string in one probably by two touchdowns. So, um, I got LSU win this game 30-24. Mm, that's a lot of points. Uh, Mr. Breakthrough has 27-24. Uh, Sounders playing the championship game tomorrow, the MLS Cup. He has them 2-0, 2-0, I should say. Yeah, there it is. Yep. Mm-hmm. I have it 3-2, and then the pinnacle. Yeah, go Hawks. Go Hawks. Got to. 27-17 for Breakthrough, and 32-23 for Daddy. Mm. Bearded uh, Daddy, that is. Yeah. Well, yeah. Definitely subscribe to his channel. Don't subscribe, miss none of this. Like all that. Yeah. And, you know... This is our first time doing it like this. It was a. Uh, it was a. Uh, this was fun, man. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate you. Yeah, through. facts. Yeah, yeah. Already. So, um, yeah, as we go on, it'll get better. You know, it's like anything else. It needs to be watered so that it can grow. Yeah. Um, and that means you guys coming back. You know, showing your love and support, commenting and engaging, back. and let me know. You know. We're going to be, he's going to open up for callers and, you know, let you guys speak your mind too. Because a lot of the times on here, you're going to hear me talking about, especially when it comes to sports and stuff, stuff that's kind of related to my area, whether it's Seattle or the Huskies or whatever. Yeah. I don't really talk about too much college sports, but, um, LSU. I will talk about that, only because I like it. It's a big game too, though. Yeah, it's a huge game. But, um, yeah, so you'll hear me talking about that. But if you want me to talk about something else. Bring it up. Yeah. No, shit. I'll get on it. I can talk about any of this stuff. I just choose to talk about the things that are the closest to my heart. Passion. Or my Seattle sports team. So, yeah, just uh, let me know and uh, get with me on the next one. But for my guests, I appreciate it. Yeah. JR Breakthrough, Triple Diamond World. In the building, baby. In the building. Mm-hmm. Here with Bearded Daddy. Say that. In the cheap seats. And uh, until next time, I'll holler at you guys. Stay blessed one time for the one time. Yeah.